Warning. Missing save form. Bernsey. And I'm Paul. And this is The Missing Save File, a video game podcast where we talk about the games we somehow missed the first time around. Today we're going to be talking about Outer Wilds, I guess. <laughs> wait, <laughs> I had a joke. I was going to say that we're going to be talking about Outer Worlds. Ah. Which one, wait, which one was I supposed to play? Okay, well, did you have a gun in your hand or could you shoot a probe off into space? Yeah, it was probes. Okay, then you got the right one. You did it. <laughs> You did. No guns. <laughs> I really should have prepped more jokes there. Um, anyway, <laughs> Outer Wilds. Here we go. Stars above you, a campfire next to you, and one marshmallow at the end of the stick is what begins your journey into Outer Wilds, a space exploration game kind of unlike any other, where the emphasis truly is on exploration in a ship that barely looks like it deserves the name Spaceship. It's fashioned together with lumber and twigs and some bungee cords, and then also has mysterious alien technology strapped to it, and somehow it manages to catapult itself not only into space, off your home planet, but to the other worlds that circle the fully functional solar system that makes up the Outer Wilds. There is a catch, though. Every 22 minutes, no matter what you do, you die, and you have to start all over again. Starting all over again winds up becoming pretty central to the plot and the mystery that makes up what's happening within your solar system. This is a game that I was talked into playing live on Twitch pretty much right after I started the Twitch stream, and it became one of my favorite games of all time. I have pestered, badgered, and just wore down Paul's defenses uh, to the point where I finally got him to play it. And now I'm excited and maybe a little terrified to find out what he thought of Outer Wilds. Well, I mean, you, there aren't any defenses on the, the podcast, right? Because if you say I have to play something, then I have to play it. So. Well, it's true. I mean, it, it's but it's one of those where I kind of kept trying to nudge you into playing it before uh, before we got here. And, and you were a little hesitant to get back into this one, right? Well, I had said, so I, I had played this one. This is on Game Pass, right? Which is um, nice. Yes. Um, and... So, I don't know, six months ago, eight months ago, time, time has no meaning. Um, <laughs> it's Marchtober. I, Who knows what day yeah, it is? You know, yeah. It's, um, boy, it's that Simpsons joke. Let's just uh, insert me getting that one right. Um, the, <laughs> what is it? The, you know, the Halloween special, Smarch, Smarch Weather. Is that oh, the, this anyway. lousy Smarch Weather. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, in any case, uh, I played this once and, um, my kind of take on, especially Game Pass, one of the things I love about it is uh, I'll play a game for a bit, and if I'm liking it, you know, I'll play more of it. And if it's just not, like, clicking, um, then I could set it down and be like, well, 
you know, I didn't buy it, I guess. Um, and so that happened months, months and months ago. Um, not too long after like getting off that first planet and getting a, a ship and just kind of being left with nothing to do. Um, I, I think in the original playthrough, I was kind of left with the impression um, that this was to some degree, almost like a, um, you know, like a steam early access to some degree that like, it wasn't fleshed out because it is so thin on guidance i don't know that's the wrong yeah playing it deeper it's not supposed to have any but yeah yeah well i mean it's it's very much i think the biggest barrier to entry in this game is that it basically it does a few things before you blast off from the central you know space complex which is basically just this lashed together log tower um that, that the spaceship is on um to, to try to plant some seeds into like oh maybe you want to go check this out but it, it doesn't there's there's truly only one necessary objective in the entire game and it's you have to talk to the guy in the museum yes exactly that that yeah. is literally the only required piece of this entire then, uh, game and then a statue looks at you and then a statue looks at you and then that starts everything like that. That starts the central loop that essentially holds this game together. And I guess the reason why I asked, you know, about where you were with this game and, and like, because I kept getting indications that you were still not having a good time. Can I, was this text message in confidence or can I read you the text message that I got asking me about the game? Uh, which which one, I suppose. There, there's the uh, one that just says, how many hours of this game am I supposed to play before it gets fun? Question mark. <laughs> no, that's a valid question. Yeah, no, no, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and I, 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 at that point, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I think there is definitely like, I, I think that was a question I had playing this for sure. um, huge parts of it. Um, and that was probably why I set it down the first time, too. Um, is that it's kind of a question that I still don't have a great answer to of like what parts of the early game are supposed to be sort of the hooks right? Um, to keep you playing. Yeah. Um, because it, to some large degree, uh, we joked about this too. I, I forget if that was in text or whatever, but um, actually it might've been on Twitch um, that the reason I kept playing this time is because I'm a completionist and like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will finish a game. Um, I mean, most games, you know, if it's 150 hours or something, maybe not, but this one was not that long. Um, and the early parts, right. I took very detailed notes on this too, which um, like this time when I got into the ship, it was like, I tried to get land on a planet crashed and died. Um the second time I fell into a planet, uh, it fell into, I, I wrote something, but I think it was the planet that has like a black hole in the center. Um, but I Riddle was in my hollow. Suit. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I was just in space and couldn't do anything. So I set down my controller to let my character die. Um, <laughs> after that, for a while, I stopped putting on the spacesuit so that if I did end up in space, I would just die quicker. Um, um, because it's one of those where like, Oh, I just have to wait for my oxygen to run out. Did, do you know? Um, okay. So there's two, there's two quality of life things that I'll mention that might make. And again, to the game's discredit, it doesn't really tell you this stuff like right away. This is just stuff that I sort of like encountered along the way. 
Um, but there is a character that you can talk to who will teach you how to meditate. Um, and what that meditation will do is you can actually, you can literally at any point, you can say meditate until next cycle. And so what it will do is it's in the menu, you hit start, and then it will just wake you up at the base of the tower, ready to launch off into a new cycle. I seemingly did not interact with that individual. Okay. Okay. So that's, (laughs) that's one. If you get that one, that's huge. Otherwise, if you're in space and you're just careening out of control, what you can do is you can just burn through all your fuel. Um, because if you burn through all your fuel, it then begins to burn through your oxygen as propellant. Um, so you can kill yourself pretty quickly that way too, if you need to. Well, it didn't take that long anyway. Right. Right. There's not much oxygen in this spacesuit. No. (laughs) Um, which is another question, but um, mm-hmm. the and so the big mystery, like you, you also sold this as a game with a deep mystery. The the only mystery I started to like really get into is this Groundhog Day aspect of like why do I keep why is this character essentially unkillable? Um, and this the like cynical answer is well, it's a video game. Um, but th- that was the mystery that I like that if there was any hook, that's the hook I held on to. <laughs> well, and but I mean, also, other than that one, though, too, I mean, you have seen the thing that ultimately kills you, right? If you get to the end of the 22-minute loop. So we'll talk about that. Um, okay. So let's see. The next two deaths, I was trying to get into the bramble and died. Um, the sixth death, I died inside the bramble. Um <laughs> Boy, a lot of just notes about yeah. I was not in a good mindset at that point. Um, <laughs> this is what I what I'm picturing now is like your notebook goes from like a very neatly handwritten series of things to just like I do have a note. and giant so letter. To your question, is there no way to restart other than letting the air run out? Yeah. Um, I did. Oh yeah, the next death I got an achievement for. This game is very light on achievements, which is another one of these hints that I've not done everything. Oh yeah. But one of the only achievements I got was after that one, um, I like went over to the fire to talk to that guy again to see like, is there anything? And I like clipped the fire and it hurt me. And I was like, huh, I wonder. So I just stood in the fire (laughs) and you die. Your character dies. But I got an achievement for that. Um, (laughs) And that was that was some that was cathartic, I think. Sure. Um, Self-immolation can be very... (laughs) I, I guess I don't know if that's cathartic, but it can be something. So sure. I found, and so I was just trying to explore stuff, which again is the core part of this. But I have a note that I found a cool dome that doesn't have an entrance or any way to interact with it. Mm-hmm. I did a full search of the planet. Um, I did concentric rings around it. I never found a way inside that dome, um, but I stopped caring. There's a way inside that dome. Sure. Um, with two or so minutes of O2 left, I tried to jump in, but jumped down to a place, but ended up in that black hole again and in space. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I found some writing on the moon. Um, My first notes about the quote unquote water planet was that there was nothing on it. um, Because I think there's a weird element of this too, that like when you're in space, you see features of the planet. And then at a certain point you cross a line where you're then like in the planet's atmosphere and all of that changes. Um, and I think I got confused with the water planet, um, Giant's Deep, um, because of that. But um, flew into the sun once or twice. 
<laughs> I, okay, so at this point, I have to ask um, because it, it sounds like it sounds like you've spent a lot of time just like poking at, at various things, but not diving super deep into any of them. Well, so and I mean that's only the first few pages of notes. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I, I have to ask you this, and, and let me know if I'm skipping too far ahead. But you sure. sent me a message tonight when we were about to sit down to record, and, and we, we were actually recording our Star Trek podcast. Quick plug for Hi Fi Sci Fi Podcast at Hi Fi Sci Fi Podcast dot com. <laughs> um, but I, you said. You said you were thinking about chatting for Outer Wilds, and I asked you, you know, have you put the game down? Because I thought that just meant that you quit. And you you responded with, I think it's possible that I beat it, question mark. And I still have that question. Okay. okay. Right. <laughs> I'll try to cut to the chase more. Um, I did find on one planet, I didn't write down what much, a, a picture that, like, is has been my, one of the, like, main things that I've, that I think is one of the biggest clues I have. Um, is the like escape pods coming off of a ship? One of them getting caught in the bramble and two going other places. I think I found one of those. Sure. Um, and I think that's where I found that image. Um, so I went to the bramble. Um, the uh-huh. fish in the bramble, man. The fish in the bramble are garbage. Um, uh huh. They are. But I found feldspar in there. Um, okay. And found a ship and found a jellyfish and he won't tell me anything else and he won't leave. Um, yep. And so it was one of those where it's like, well, I'm not going to try to get out of here. Um, so I just like sat next to the fire with Feldspar and that was the first time the sun exploded for me in my game. Okay. Um, but I, if you had not told me the sun was supposed to explode, right? The screen just goes white and I'm inside the core of a planet um, and then it just, you wake up. So I would never have known that that was the sun, even up to this point. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, and, and you have, you've uncovered something that I think this is maybe the thing that made me incredibly lucky and maybe the, the big downside to, to like this game. And, and maybe if there was like one extra like thing that I could say to, to sell this to, to the developers to kind of like make it a little bit more accessible, um, it would be this to, to draw more attention to that. Because when you asked like, what's you know what is the central mystery like what am i supposed to figure out like i wanted to scream at the top of my lungs like are you not curious why your son's exploding every 22 minutes you asked me that and i'm like it hasn't happened yet (laughs) and i was like wait Um, what are what have you been doing because let me let me contrast what you just laid out with like because you had like seven deaths or so like we're like very well i've still got a lot i've still got well i've got a bit more but sure 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 so so my my initial experience with the game was my first death was um, I had spent some time on Timber Hearth, which is the planet, your home planet, the planet that you start on. Um, and I think I probably lollygagged around there a little bit too long after um, the museum. That's probably fair, yeah. Because I wanted to just poke around and make sure I had seen everything. And then I was like, well, what's the next logical place to go visit? And I was like... I'm still kind of a greenhorn space cadet. Like, I don't really understand much about my ship. Eh, let's just see if we can land on the moon of this planet, right? Which I can't remember what they call the moon of, of oh, uh, yeah. Timberhearth. Um, 
but I landed there and, and I found a crater and there was some stuff in the crater. So I was poking around there and then I found some alien ruins. And so I just dug deep into those alien ruins. I was like, Oh, there's some scrolls to read down here. Like there's some, of so I was just, I was just reading the lore. I was doing the stuff I was digging. And then I found the space post on that planet, which has a tree next to it. And it was, it's literally the first kind of traveler that I met. Right. Cause there's what you find out as you play this game is there are other people who are part of your space program on each of the different planets. Um, and you can, you can find them and you can talk to them. And I talked to the guy on the moon base and he's telling me this cool story about how like, well, you know, our space programs come a long way now. Cause you know, people used to st- stop here all the time after timber hearth. And now everybody just takes off and they go to the, the fringes and whatever. I'm like, cool, old man, this has been a fun story. All right. Um, let's, let's stop talking to him. Let's go over here. And then there was like this pier that kind of went out to nowhere. And like, you know, again, it's, this probably was enhanced a little bit by playing this on Twitch because there were some people in, in my Twitch chat, which, by the way, uh, that game has a really active like directory of folks who like it's not huge. It's not a huge directory, but there's a bunch of people who just like to watch people play that game um, for reasons we'll get into when we get to the end of our sure. discussion here. Um, but but like the music changed and you probably yeah. noticed this um, when you were sitting in the campfire, you know, sitting next to the campfire. I don't think I noticed it that time, honestly. Okay. Well, it may have interfered I, with I, the I, fact. Another time, yes. Another time, okay. yes. Yeah. So then the music started and then just in my chat, there were like a, bu- a couple of different people who were like, oh boy, it's happening. And I was like, wait, what's happening? And then they nobody said anything about what it was. It was just one of those where they're like, oh boy, it's happening. And I'm like, okay, well, something must be going on. And I'm like, okay, the music's different for sure. And then like, it, it it happened perfectly where the orbit of the moon sort of like shifted to where I was looking right at the sun sure. and the sun just went and then this giant shock wave heads out from the sun and I'm like, Oh my God. And then I'm like, there's nothing like, and I tried to run away from it and I tried to like scramble to get back to my ship. Cause I'm like, maybe I can fly off and it's just boom. And I was done. And like, you know, that experience I feel like hooked me right away. Cause that was my first death. That was death. Number one. In the game, yeah, and for me, yeah, and this was maybe again, maybe a dozen. Um, but I was inside the core of a planet, um, yeah, and I think that is one of the things that probably contrasts this a lot is that I think you, to your point, that if this is a game about exploration, but if they put a few more signposts out there, because I think the people I've talked to that have liked it have sort of either accidentally done the right things the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, or had other people that had had a very good experience with this game basically guiding them through it, even if they're not guiding in the like, oh, go do this thing, in the casual way you just described of like, oh, it's just happening, or like the subtle um, linger on this, or oh, you're in the wrong place. Like those subtle, subtle hints would be very, very useful. Um, And a lot of the people I've talked to that have had the experience, the negative experiences about this game are like, yeah, um, there's nothing to do. And like they, they, there's a lot of ways to accidentally not find the mystery in this game. Yes. Um, yes. And, anyway, and I feel like, far. I feel like even, even going so far as to guarantee that the first death that you have, sure. like that would even, yep. even if you slowly blast off in your ship, like what, you know, I, I don't know how they would do this and I don't know how they would pull it off, but just like, have this be like you're in space. You happen the, to like the first cycle isn't 22 minutes, right? The first cycle yeah. is triggered by you, like landing on a planet and like talking to someone and then like, or something. Yep. Right. But it's not timed hard. 
Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because um, yeah, if if you finish, because there is a tutorial, right? Like there's there's a the the timer is not going while the tutorial is happening, yeah, yeah. and I know why they did that. It's so that you can actually learn and finish stuff up. Yeah, but if they die, yeah, before you even get in a ship, yeah. Yes, but if they somehow manage to like right as you're blasting off, they like take control of the ship just for a second, pivot you towards the sun, and then you know you see it. I feel like that would be enough of a driving factor for like you to be a like a warning light goes off on your panel and just says, look over there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Warning, warning, sun exploding. Yep. Um, yep. I'll, I'll try to hit the high points though. Cause I've got more. Um, okay. So I had noticed there was the jellyfish, right? The jellyfish that Feldspar points you to. Yes. Um, I had been to giants deep and noticed, I knew there were jellyfish there cause I tried to like get down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had talked about them in a way that, you know, implied that I needed to use them to get into the core giants deep. Right. Yep. Um, so I did that. Um, and I forget that, that was where the ship was, right? So there's a ship in the right. Boy, my notes are. Well, his, so his ship is actually in, in the bramble. And then in the core, there's a piece of the orbital platform. That's Uh, right. That's right. So I found that orbital platform in there. Um, and the, the sun might've exploded again while I was down in the core giants deep, but sure. Um, and then boy, then it was the quantum tower, right? And I, my notes, I must've like been, um, doing a lot in game because I don't have any notes of how I got there or where it is. And I kind of forgot, but it's on the same planet. It's on giants deep. Is that right? Oh yeah. The, the tower that, um, the puzzle tower that basically teaches you about quantum states. Yeah. Quantum yeah. photography and, and that kind of stuff. Boy, I don't know how I want. I don't know how much I want to dwell on it. Okay. Um, the quantum parts. And oh, maybe sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think it's one of those where, like, the physicist in me was like, "Oh, please don't, please don't, please don't." Um, <laughs> and they did. Yeah, sure. and they did. Um, right. It's one of those where I mean, it's not quite the the logical fallacy of call the quantum mechanics, but it's like seventy percent of the way there. Of like, if you have something complex. Just call it quantum mechanics. Um, again, it's not all the way there, but um, and it's a it's an interesting game mechanic, but it, it sort of reinforces that idea that quantum effects are macro. That like Schrodinger's cat, Schrodinger's cat is not a a description of what would happen in that circumstance. It's a thought experiment, right? Schrodinger the cat would, is far too macro to to be impacted by quantum effects of, of that. Sure, 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 sure. But, but, but the, they, there is a lore piece in the game's defense. There is a lore piece that talks about how, um, exactly what you're pointing out essentially, right. That, okay. that somehow there is, is a macro effect of, of okay. a macroized version of the quantum effect happening. And I was kind of looking for that and it, I, I figured that maybe it's there and I just didn't find it. So yes, it is in a, there's, fair. there's a different okay, quantum fair. puzzle that, that actually explains that. Right. And it's, it's in, it's from the same aliens that you've been reading their writing the whole time. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. And they talk about how they have discovered this. Like it's basically, because you can discover all this in different parts and different pieces, it's tough to make it a linear story. Um, yeah. But somewhere there is a, there is another quantum rock piece uh, and you can discover the writings where they talk about like, this doesn't make any sense. Like somehow this feels like some sort of quantum effect, but at the macro scale, like, blah, 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 you know, more Got research it. is required. So, so to, again, to the game's defense, there is some hand wavy explanation as to why you're, you're seeing this okay. with big things. That's good to know. That's really good to know. Um, 
so I learned that lesson though. Um, and I mean, this is a, is a point where it's like, okay, this is starting to feel like a mystery. I'm, ex- I'm like happy learning about this alien race. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's like, oh, okay, well that's clearly their ship in orbit. And I'd been noticing it, right. Cause it's the first thing you see when you wake up every time. Um, and so went there and like went into their ship and explored that a whole bunch and like found coordinates for right. The eye of the universe. Well, I will, I will throw this out there for you, Paul. Sure. Um, it is something they constructed. It is not their ship. There is a ship. Uh, uh, of theirs. I, I'll, I'll get, yeah, I think I've got one of those too. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, but sure. This is a thing they constructed to do. Um, I mean, I would have to look back at the writing. It, it, you know, it was compelling to some degree. And some of the the like tech they have, where you could put a stone in a thing and like see other places and et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Um, they're cool me- mechanisms. Do you know? Um, do you know what the platform is? Have you have you discovered why they constructed the platform and what its purpose is? Boy, you know, I'm sure I did, and I'm it's. I did it in one loop and then, you know, it's not sticking with me, I guess. Okay. Well, I, I have known at one point. Um, how much, how much exploring of the twins have you done? The Ember and well, Ash. Well, that's where we're next. Yeah. Um, because there is writing on there that they talk about something or the eye of the universe or something on Ash twin and, or that it teleports you somewhere. Um, and so that's where I started to, that's where I went next, right? Is the Ash Wait, the Ash Twin is the sand one, right? Yeah, Ash Twin is the the sand one that that is the hourglass onto the Ember Twin, which is the one that fills up with sand. Yeah, and so I or I forget if it's I, I started uncovering more of this story though. I forget it was if that was on Ash or still back in their their other thing. Um, that they were well at that point, I thought they did blow up the sun, but later I found out that they were trying to blow up the sun and then they gave up um, because it was too hard to blow up the sun. But they were trying to blow up the sun to power this device they put into the Ash Twin, right? Yes. Um, and so, right, then the mystery is getting interesting. It's like, well, for a while I thought that they're the ones blowing up the sun and I have to stop them from blowing up the sun. Right. Um, but at a certain point, it's like, oh, no, they just gave up. And this was a long time ago. Well, okay, okay. Okay. You and don't, they didn't give up. Well, they didn't give up <laughs> because um, it still put, well, it gets there. Um, but the fact that this is still running and that's, what's causing the time looping, right? That the Ash twin is, I think it's the Ash twin is that is triggered by the sun going Nova and it's happening now because the sun is naturally going Nova. Correct. Um, and so that was kind of, that was a weird twist on this that like, oh, well, I guess I can't stop the sun from exploding because nobody's doing it. The sun is just old, right? This is just a late stage star. Um, and so I, the Ash project was written about a lot. Um, and yeah, I don't have much notes on this part cause I think I just played around on Ash for a bit, but I found myself inside, I, I found a teleporter that I was able to use to get inside the Ash twin. So you got inside the Ash twin. Yeah. And I have written down cause I thought it was a great warning, warning, removing the core will disable the Ash twin project. Uh huh. Um, and so like, I read all the stuff around it and it's like, well, like, this is the thing that is causing the mystery, at least the mystery to me, right. Of why I keep coming back to life. Mm-hmm. There is no way to save this solar system. Um, 
And so I, I was in there once and the sun exploded and I was like, well, I wonder what happens if I remove the core. And it's telling me like, it will stop this loop from happening. Um, so my last run through the one, and this is the question. Um, so I, I went to the Ash Twin, I pulled out the core and then I went back to the surface um, and just kind of chilled on the surface, holding the core. And that was the first time I saw the sun explode. Oh my God. And when that happened, Oh my God. The screen said game over or no, it said <laughs> you are dead. And then I got credits. <laughs> and then I wrote, wait, was that it? Um, <laughs> Cause I got credits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I do have I my thought though my uh-huh. thought like two days later uh-huh. was that that original picture that I had focused on and looked at right uh-huh. it's these alien ships uh-huh. and it's not feldspar so I had used it originally because I thought oh all aliens are I'm like my character is an alien and so finding feldspar in the bramble is not what I was looking for no <laughs> not at all um, but oh no but so there's oh, maybe no. another ship in the bramble <sighs> but <laughs> i got credits you did get credits so so let me tell you this there's also there's another way to get credits um and i got this really early on um you can th- there's there's two bad endings that i know of you got one of them oh, cool um that, boy that music getting really intense when i was on the surface it's like it was still a satisfying ending Oh yeah. 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 It's, but it's that music is not meant for you to wait for your inevitable, uh, annihilation. It is to, uh, give you a sense of impending doom as you, uh, are trying to beat the timer to, to do a thing with that core. <laughs> I, I was kind of wondering. <laughs> so, so somehow, somehow it's still quite poignant. Right? Oh, oh sure. Oh sure. So I'm just, I'm just racking my brain as to like, this is the nightmare scenario for somebody designing a sandbox game, right? Because it's like you somehow discovered your way into the center of the Ash Twin project before you got other, I would say, much more necessary pieces of the puzzle. I mean, um, yeah, there were teleporters. <laughs> I stepped on a teleporter. Yeah, I mean, but in order to do that, you have to. So, in order to get your way into the Ash Twin project, um, you have to step on the teleporter at the right time. Um, if you do it too early, you'll just get sucked up and you won't teleport in. I was noticing that because there was uh, uh, I, when I was trying to do it. I, I think I was reading, like, there's the I was staying safe under a bridge, right? Yeah, because I had gotten sucked up a few times and like got lost in space. <laughs> I didn't talk about those deaths, but. Um, and so I was really trying to play it safe of like keeping an eye out for that sand. And I think one of the times the sand passed over, I was watching and I recognized that that is what triggered the teleporter, um, was when the sand passed over, but that, and then it took me a few, it did take me a few tries to get into it. I'm just, you know, here's what I'm doing here. Here's, here's mentally the anguish that I have, uh, with, with what we're recording as a podcast right now. Um, (laughs) Someone listening to our podcast is going to hear your playthrough, primarily your playthrough, because that's what we've been talking about. And they're going to come away from this going, what the hell kind of video game is this? And like our two playthroughs could not be more different in terms of like uh, pacing and like discovery. And like, like I understand why you're like, what's going on with this game? Because yeah, like, 
there's there's just so many pieces so like when when we i think what we're going to do is i mean i we still have a little bit more to talk about here but like when we come back we're gonna we're gonna take a break here I, i'm gonna encourage you to, to finish this out and get the good ending okay um and, and i'm willing to, to yeah I, I think what i'm looking for is like a hint or like one or two hints. <laughs> so what you, what you hints, missed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what you missed is you're, you're correct. There's something else in the bramble you were supposed to find. It's not just Feldspar. Um, and I'm trying to remember uh, exactly how you do it, but it, it's um, God, how did I do it? It's been so long now that, that I, that I did it, that I would have to go back and figure out the puzzle, but there's uh, the mothership, the alien mothership that brought uh, that race of people to the solar system to begin with is trapped inside dark bramble. Um, and it is uh, what you're intended to do. And I guess it's tough to say in a game like this, what you're intended to do, right? Cause you can find any piece of the puzzle in any order. And actually the game designers have talked about how frustrating it is for them to design a game like this because they're like, you, you just, you can't control player agency. Right. So there, there will be people who find stuff in weird orders. And and it's like, I feel like you just found all of the weirdest orders possible (laughs) um, in a game because uh, before we get into the, to the mothership, which I would say, find the mothership and investigate that. And I mean, if you're telling me there's another ship in the Bramble, then that's the thing I'll go to next, right? That's the thing I'll do. That, That was what my thought was. Yes. So if you're saying, yes, that is a good idea. Mm-hmm. then that is what I will try to do. There's, there's more to find in the bramble. And then and once you, hint. Yeah. once you explore there, I feel like you'll probably have more direction in terms of what to do, but I will also ask you this and, and I will implore you this before you finish the game that now that we're, now that we're at the point where like I can give hints, that's hint number one, that you're not all the way there, that the piece that you need to finally okay. pull the puzzle together is in <laughs> the bramble. I did not get, it also would have been great if, like, after the credits, it was like, you just got the bad ending. Right, right, yes. That's what I would have liked. Yeah. So the other the other question that I will ask is, um, you you solved, you did the, the quantum puzzle at the tower um, at Giant's Deep, which is, the, Giant's yep. Deep is the name of the, yeah, okay. Have you done any of the other quantum challenges? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, do those. You have to do those. And and specifically, have you have you been able to do anything with the quantum moon? Uh, what's a quantum moon? Okay. So yeah, do that. Um, <laughs> so there is. Have you dis- Have you looked around? And, and there's there's a couple of pieces of lore in the game that like point you in that direction, but you do have to stumble upon them. And it sounds like you haven't found any of the free roaming like giant like have you have you found the quantum grove with the trees that like randomly reshuffle themselves no okay so look for those um there you may even have the frequency in your scanner to uh to to find them if you've done the quantum tower uh you may actually have the frequency to scan for them Hmm. so try to scan for them and try to unravel the quantum mystery because the payoff there is actually super huge too because uh if you do the quantum moon you will not only get the good ending quote unquote, but you'll get an extra bonus thing uh, at the end of your, at the end of your uh, good ending that I think is totally worth it. And unraveling the mystery of the quantum moon will tell you what ultimately the uh, what's the name of the race of people who were there before the no my, I believe that sounds close. That sounds 95% right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's what the, I believe it's Nomai. It's, it's what the Nomai were up to. Um, do you also know what, why the Nomai abandoned their project? Um, I, if I remember right, um, wait, wasn't it what I talked about that it was, um, 
that it required the power of the sun going nova, but they couldn't make it go nova? Well, they stopped momentarily because they realized they couldn't do it, but then another thing happened to them. Did you discover what happened to them? Boy, it's possible if that was in like Ash Twin. Have you landed? Have you landed on the comet at all? I tried to land on the comet. Actually, I, that was one of the things I cut for um, brevity. It's possible. Um, um, landed yeah, on I the tried comet. a few times, and every time I got out of my ship, it seemed like I got thrown off. So I was like, yeah, it seems like something I'm not supposed to do. Yeah. So you, you can do it, and there is a way to um, within the comet. There's a there's an answer as to what happened with with the Nomai. Hmm. Okay. So those are those are three mysteries that I would encourage you to try to figure out. And and ramble quantum moon comet. Yeah. Got it. And I think in order to make sense of like the quantum stuff, you may you may have to do more stuff at, at Dark Bramble too, uh, or not Dark Bramble, but um, uh, Brittle Hollow. Um, because Brittle Hollow, it sounds like there's some stuff that you missed. Um, I'm actually kind of amazed that you. Wait a minute. I'm trying to figure out how you got to the middle of Giant's Deep without getting into the dome that you couldn't get into. Because the answer to that puzzle is inside of that dome. Which, no, Giant's Deep was just go inside the jellyfish, right? Yeah, but you're not supposed to be able to get down to where the jellyfish are. How did you get down to where they are? Oh, yeah, the tornadoes. Um, Boy, yeah, physicists talking again. But um, these developers, at least I meant to go back to it because I think I... I made a note that they were not following right-hand rule, but um, it was very quick to notice. I, I think it is one of those things that once you take physics one or whatever, that um, anytime you see any sort of um, any sort of thing that's acting in three dimensions according to the right-hand rule, do you notice if it's doing it or not? So um, uh, a tornado rotating in one direction would be sending things up, and a tornado the other would, would be sending them down. And there's one on the planet that's different, and I think the one that's different should be sending things up, but it sends things down. So. Yes. Uh, and the answer to that puzzle is inside the dome that you didn't get. There's also some additional lore in there. Um, so I don't know if it's worth your time to get into to that puzzle, but there's a door that you can't open, but there's another way to get into it uh, from the underside of the bramble or from the yeah, underside no, I, of. I uh, think that was one where I was just like flying around trying to get. I might have seen the tower and tried to get to it. And I was like, why is that tornado doing something different than all the rest? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I realized it. Yeah, pushed me down. That might have been the very first. That might have been one of the first trips there because I think that's why where I saw the jellyfish the first time, and that's why I knew to go back there after I found Feldspar. Yep. So, Paul, with all these like crazy sequence breaks and things going on, where where you kind of went from from here to then over there to 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 everywhere, did <clears throat> I have to ask? Did at any point did you consult the computer that's on your ship that holds all of your clues? The what? Like, Wait. The weird- the weird like ransom board thing that's like over here, there's this piece and it spider webs over to this piece. And then this piece, because you can look at it in two different views. You can look at it as per planet. It will give you like the things that you found on each planet, or you can do the clue board. That's like this big topic. And then it spider webs out to other topics and interweaves like locations and clues. Did you use that at, at all? The words you're saying are gibberish. <laughs> I think I found your problem. Um, <laughs> there's a computer on your ship which stores all of these pieces of information. It's made out of wood. It's, it's a wooden computer. Yeah. It's a. It's a <laughs> there's a guy. Uh, the process was get in ship, put on suit. Sometimes fly ship. <laughs> okay. The big computer at the aft section of the ship. All right. So uh, may also help you in your journey. <laughs> okay. Look at computer. <laughs> oh my god. 
You know, to be fair, though, I I think I think you and I might have had this same problem. Right. And I think it may have been somebody in my Twitch chat who was like, well, did you look at your computer? Boy, and and these are the small hints like these are the hints that don't feel like hints. Right. Um, That like it's not right. We just recorded Earthbound. It's not like the thing you have to do at the end of Earthbound. Um, It's the thing you should have been doing at the very beginning of the game. Yeah. So. Because what I, what I'm curious what now I'm just like now I'm imagining playing this game for hours and not having known it was there and then going back to look at this computer and going what the hell um, <laughs> because there's probably like if you have ever stumbled across any piece of of no my writing anywhere yeah, that just is like like the quantum moon or whatever, there will be a big thing on your board. that's like quantum moon question mark. And then it will, it will spider web out to each piece that you've touched. That's like even related to the, to the quantum moon. And it'll tell you whether or not you've solved that part of it. Or like if there's more to discover that assuredly not. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it may also like that may also explain too the dark bramble. Like it may be telling you like at least what you're missing there. Right. So uh, there's still mysteries to unravel there, but that is incredibly helpful in like organizing that stuff. So I, I would check your computer. So if I can revise my list of things for you to do, step one, after you get on the ship, look at computer. <laughs> <laughs> look at computer, mothership, quantum moon, comet. Got it. Yep. Yep. There you go. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that seems like a good place to kind of like cap and then through the magic of editing, we'll either, t- we'll, we'll either, I mean, right here we'll probably just take a break to be honest like we'll take a a short break and then we can come right back we'll have recorded this a little bit while later but uh paul will get you the good ending then we'll talk some more and then we'll figure out what we're playing next time on the podcast so we'll be right back this is the missing save file magic of editing Normally we don't have a break until we're ready to break and talk about what we're going to be playing next time. But uh, we we gave Paul some time to uh, to try some things because you had received an ending, uh, but not the ending. And so um, I think the big big revelation, Paul, was the computer on your ship. Right? That's uh... yeah. That was my first note back on this one. Um, the first note I took after this was so computer is not helpful. <laughs> A computer is not helpful. Okay. A computer okay. is not helpful, but it was new. Did you, did you um, toggle between the two different computer modes? Uh, yeah. And um, I think the trick was that my like conspiracy board view didn't really have that many connections in it. Um, I did remember the, the thing we were talking about at the end, right? The eye of the universe. And I was struggling to remember that. Um, that was much more apparent when I went back to that. I had, I had learned about that, but um, I had been forgetting it when we recorded last. So that was the thing that I had coordinates for, um, which turned out to be important, I guess uh, <laughs> it, it did. Yeah. It, um, so, so I have to ask this because like, um, you know, most of, of the fir- first part of this episode and, and I don't know how this is going to come out in the edit because I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, this could just be a long one. I'm fine with this being a long one. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, I just, I really wanted you to play this game because it's, it's, um, I, I don't know. I, I really, I really respect games that, 
a lean into a narrative but not like not through conventional like now we're going to watch a cinematic sure, um sure. And, and i also appreciate games that um that really try something gameplay wise and like this game out there in terms of even calling it a game quote unquote is is you know it's really trying some things that are, are unconventional there really aren't any enemies to speak of in this game like it's truly you know just discovery is, is basically oh, sure, the sure. engine that that drives the game and and what concerned me when we were talking you know last time was um you know the the discovery hooks kind of missed and it, and it missed largely because of the open sandbox nature of the game right where it's just possible well, to, to fly past stuff that's important and uh, yeah 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 and i think it's it's in a large degree like reading a book but not being told what page to start on. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if you read it by happenstance in the right order, it maybe comes out well. But if you happen to just like flip halfway into it um, without realizing it, um, a lot of things don't connect as much. Um, yeah. You had given me clues though, right? You had said, you talked about the comet, which I had um, failed to land on and the quantum moon, which I, um, well, Again, the computer had no mentions of either of those. Really? Um, or had a, had a mention of the comet, but like it just was like, this is a comet or whatever, the interlocutor. So at some point, um, the, the quantum moon is is one of those things where... So I, I did go to the quantum moon. Okay, okay. Well, um, and, I, and before you go into that, though, like what, what I, I do kind of want to hold that up, though. Somehow sure. throughout the game, there are like... I think what they tried to do to address specifically what you're talking about, you know, the whole idea that it's just like, it's completely possible to just miss really important stuff. They have all these like breadcrumb trail starter thingies throughout, you know, the, the world and they're on different planets. I think there are several different places that just kind of mention, Oh yeah, there's this weird quantum thing going on and what's with this quantum moon. And so I just think somehow you must have not found, cause yeah. I think there are like three or four of them, I think. And you must not have found yeah, any and, of them. And I think, that's probably fair. Um, and yeah, so the, 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 I was able to find it and I'm not sure that I'd ever like paid attention to it, but once I was like, Oh, there's a moon that sometimes is around some planets and sometimes around other planets. It was like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well that makes sense. And I can find that easily now. But, um, without that, I probably would have just like panned over it quickly while looking for whatever planet I was looking for at the moment. Um, and it had just never happened to be like surrounding the planet I was trying to find um, by happenstance. Um, but but I went to the comet first. Um, and that made me set the game down for a few days. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, um, did you did you die badly? Did you like what what happened? Yeah, well, I still don't have an answer on this one. Um, because I landed on the comet this time, and then I was like, oh, you could go inside. It like has an opening. I went inside, um, and this had happened before. This had happened on, uh, I forget, Giant's Deep, maybe? One of the things I talked about last time where, like, it said, you know, ghost matter, ghost detected or whatever, and then it's like, oh, cool, I can't move, and then you move and you die. It's like, oh, cool, I got killed by ghosts. (laughs) This is, like, cool. Um, And it seemed like anywhere I tried to go in the comet, I just got killed by ghosts, and... um, I have no idea how that fits into the narrative of the game. Oh no. Um, but oh, no. it is just like, and uh, so earlier, like one of the places in Giant's Deep, I had stopped because I was like, oh, this feels like a gating mechanism. This feels like a thing that is telling me do not go here yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a gameplay mechanism. And 
So it's like, well, like, I, I guess I shouldn't be on the comet. I guess I shouldn't be looking here. Um, it, and it's just, it was like one of, one of the parts of this, it was like some of the most deeply unfun. It's just being told you were killed by ghosts. Uh, try again. <laughs> well, and it's not, okay. So, so ghost matter is like, what's, what's unfortunate about that is that I was, I was hoping that you would be able to, to unravel that mystery. Do, do you want me to, are we at the point where you want me to talk to you about that and just spoil it for oh, you? Sure. Or, okay. Um, okay. So, so one thing about ghost matter, and I think this is something that someone told me. And so I, I do honestly think that like, this is what's weird about this game, right? Is that like, you know, it's difficult to recommend to someone because they may miss this. And, and I, I don't know if I would have wound up getting this on my own, but like navigating ghost matter, um, the best way to deal with it is to use your probe gun because your probe gun can take photos of the blurry areas that are, are actually the fields that will kill you. So you can navigate ghost matter fields if you just carefully pay attention with your probe. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great to drop into gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> so so what you're supposed to find out is by carefully navigating through, there, there is a way to get to the core of uh, of that comet. And what you find out within the core of that comet is the that comet is the source of all of the ghost matter in your solar system. And mm. the ghost matter is like... It's actually like this weird reality bending substance. I can't remember if they exactly explain, you know, what it's supposed to be, but it's it's highly toxic to to all life forms. And this comet entering the system and basically like raining ghost matter on the system is what killed the Nomai. Um, so, so the Nomai were actually on the verge of trying to find the eye of the universe. Mm -hmm, Their experiment mm -hmm. failed. And then before they could try again, this comet entered the, the orbit of the system and rained ghost matter on the entire system. And it's only because it, so much time has elapsed uh, since the Nomai were there and since your people gain sentience that you're able to live in this solar system. And the only thing you have is like remnants of this, this ghost matter still hanging around. Cause I don't know if you remember in the very beginning, like the tutorial where you first run into some ghost matter. And I think, I don't know if it's one of the helpers or, or who it is there. That's like, Hey buddy, that's some ghost matter and watch out. It's uh, that'll get you. Um, but then they make reference to like, yeah, over time, like over a long period of time, those it'll get smaller. And so that was your clue that basically like, okay, over time, all the ghost matter that was in the system has begun to shrink. Got it. That would have been a great time to be like, your camera could see it. <laughs> I think they tell you though. I think they might actually tell you about, okay. yeah, cause it's, it's intermixed with the, the, the probe gun tutorial, I think. Okay. Yeah. And that was, yeah, I remember so little from the tutorial, but yeah, I mean, that's potentially my fault then, but. Well, but that's, um, I think, I think you're, <laughs> what's interesting about this conversation and what, what I've enjoyed about it is like, this really is a tale of two playthroughs. And like, I, I think it's a valuable like conversation to have about a game because I have such a positive like view of this game because I, through happenstance, through help from people like watching me play it on Twitch through, you know, just a couple of things, like I managed to get most of the conditions right you know, I had some things that I was hitting my head against a wall, but but a, a lot of the things that I needed, you know, fell into place eventually. Um, and and you had a lot of that not go your way. <laughs> and it's yeah, really and interesting. I think that's one of the I think that's one of the big tricks is like when I talk to people about this, it's like a very polarizing game. There's nobody that's just like, yeah, it was a game. 
there, there are people who are like, yeah, this is the best game. Or there are people who are like, this is the absolute worst game. Yeah. Um, and it seems like the thing that, that is a big separator there is that idea of like, well, one, like you said, it's very popular on streaming um, because chat, right? Mm-hmm. You are, you essentially have people there to like stop you from making some of these mistakes too long. Um, which is kind of what you gave me at the end of the last time, right? Which right. Um, it didn't work for the comet, but it did work for the quantum moon. Um, though, I mean, that was kind of, I mean, I don't want to nitpick on the quantum moon, but <laughs> it was a little inconsistent at the start. I, I had said this last time, the fact that like you transition from the, the like system view into the, once you pass the clouds, you were essentially like loading. That felt a little cheap that I couldn't just keep watching it, but that was an easy one to solve. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know how much we just need to talk about that location. Well, I think but, let's um, talk about the quantum moon. Cause I think we, we talked about most other places. Like, I mean, obviously the, you could we could spend individual podcast episodes, I feel like, breaking down each location just because of the sure. way that they were designed. I mean, you know, the clockwork twins, the uh, the brittle hollow planet that that literally falls apart um, as you're um, as you're playing it. By the way, fun fact about brittle hollow. Um, all of that is procedural and, and randomly generated every time. Um, so oh, essentially really? the the shell of brittle hollow is just comprised of, of plates that have different hit points. Um, and as the moon orbits it and rains down volcanic, you know, ash and whatever, it deals damage to those plates. And when it hits a damage gate, it, uh, it collapses into the black hole. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff happening under the hood. That's very easy to just like miss, you know, um, because I've, I've gone into, I've dug deep into this game after I beat it to just kind of see, you know, what was going on. But I mean, you know, again, yeah, all of these locations have a lot of stuff going on, but the quantum moon in particular um, is a really interesting piece uh, of the puzzle that I think you can technically miss and still complete the game, quote unquote. But did you, did you manage to navigate it all the way to, to the end? Yeah. So I thought that was actually quite a fun puzzle. Um, I did like, okay, my, yeah, my notes, I think were sparse there. Yeah. So Let's see. Trying to figure that out was interesting because I did get teleported to a planet where there was a ship, um, which I think what w- was that brittle hollow? Okay, so w- you're talking about when you enter the quantum moon, you got teleported uh, to a planet where there was a ship. Boy, this was this was like a week ago, and um, I was there for a bit. That that is not the that is not the solve of the moon, but it was the case that I found that ship that I think was on another planet. I probably could have found it at any point. And I hadn't yet. Mm-hmm. Well, so um, the thing about the quantum moon is um, it it, uh, it has different characteristics. D- do you based on, yep, based it, on what planet it's around, right? Yes, exactly. Yep. So so um, there are times where it appears to be each of the different planets. That's that's how you know what planet it's orbiting. Yeah. So there were all these hints about the sixth location. Um, and I remember that I had to. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember the exact extent of the puzzle, but opening and closing the door and then. So I, I was able to find my way to the sixth location and, oh, that's right. When you get on the quantum moon, you start in the south and have to go north. So I figured that you would probably then have to go south again, or was it, am I getting that right? There was a lot of things with north and south. Right, right. Um, well, and, and it's if essentially the first, 
puzzle that you have to navigate is uh, when the quantum moon is in certain orbits of certain planets, it's impossible to traverse mm-hmm. from hemis- hemisphere mm-hmm. to hemisphere. So you have to like, it makes you figure that part of it out first before you get yeah. to the, the spot that you have to get to. Um, so I was able to do that. And again, yeah, I think it was what you start in the South, you go to the North and then you're able to get to the sixth location. And then I went to the South and I found a, found a guy or whatever. Um, a guy I mean, or whatever. <laughs> um, I'm looking for the name, right? An alien, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You found, uh, um, um, oh gosh, now I'm blanking. Uh, it starts with an S and it's like Sol- Solanum. 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 Yeah. Solanum. Um, yeah, that, that was, boy, that was interesting. And then I, um, I think I, I broke that. I glitched the game there. Um, Wait, what? in a way that I just kind of laughed at and was not. So I reckon I got there and it was like, oh, this person doesn't speak the same language or whatever, but there were those stones I was like, oh, cool. There's stones that say, like, explain or understand or whatever. I, f- I forget what they were. Um, explain, identify. Um, and then different things. I was like, oh, there's, like, pedestals, just like the pedestals that get used mm-hmm. on the ground here. And so I took the explain one off and, like, threw it on the ground to be like, okay, that's a thing. And now I can put another thing next to it. And then, uh, was it Solanum? Solanum, yep. Solanum. And then Solanum like uses their staff to create the like stone pillars and created a stone pillar on top of the thing that I had just thrown up. Oh no. (laughs) So I didn't have the explain stone. Wow. Oh my God. But I was able to get a ton of information with the other stones. I just did every pairing and every combination. I think I got the gist of it. Um, But that was a little, I mean, again, in terms of frustration, it was just like, haha, that was, ridiculous that I can't get that out from underneath there again. Um, and that one felt much more like my fault than anything else. But yeah, the um, only, the only thing like I'm looking through these notes here because yes, you're right. It's, it's, um, there's explain and identify. And then there's all of, I mean, yeah. Wow. Um, there is some redundancy here. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think think that was the trick that, that if there was probably stuff with explain, but by putting like every pairing, I think I got the the big parts of it, right? Essentially, yeah. As long as you got the point that, you know, Solanum and and the Nobai are ultimately trying to find the eye of the universe. They believe that the eye of the universe has, you know, it's it's possibly the beginning of all creation that they, you know, I mean, they're they're trying to get there so they can solve, you know, the big question of the universe, right? Uh, Yep. Yeah. So that's that's basically what what you need to get across. And yeah, to the quantum stuff that we talked about last time, yeah, they they um yeah, they're essentially talking about collapsing the wave functions, right? Um yeah. from a physics standpoint. Um and also in terms of if the, if this alien is alive or dead, right? Because um at some point I find it's corpse. Um yes. so it's like, oh, that's a, that's a dark take on <laughs> collapsing this wave function and finding out that this person is dead potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the alien also thought that a also said that looking at the audio universe will collapse its potential states into one. And I wrote a note. Seems like I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got it. Don't do that. Um, uh-huh. Oh, and then my next note is these dumb fish. Yeah. These dumb fish. Oh yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> so, so from so, give me a sense of <clears throat> like ultimately, like here, here, I'm just kind of reconciling, you know, again the vast differences between your playthrough and my playthrough, because because ultimately, again, a sandbox mystery game. Obviously, everybody's going to kind of take their own path to get to the end, but like. So you you solve the quantum moon. You have your chat with Solana missing that, the, the explain. That was pedestal. yeah. That was still some of the like meatiest parts of the story that I got in the playthrough. I think and and a good mystery, right? Like I think that was some of the best in terms of um, kind of the story of of me and and Solanum of like interacting in that place and being like, yeah, things are kind of weird and. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if either of us are alive or dead and uh, you know, I had the universe, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I thought that part was good. Yeah. So, well, and <clears throat> I'm just looking here, like explain and the puzzle was fun too, right? So yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm looking at explain in the eye of the universe and, and the answer you get is there's a fundamental uncertainty throughout the universe. Normally this uncertainty is only observable on a very small scale. As one approaches the eye, however, that uncertainty grows enormously. The quantum moon probably exhibits macroscopic quantum behavior because of its proximity to the eye. Shards that broke off of the quantum moon have a similar effect, as I imagine you've seen elsewhere in the star system. Conscious observation forces a quantum object to collapse to a single possibility. But what would happen if a conscious observer somehow entered the eye itself? Over time, this has become my clan's greatest question. Yeah, so I think I got big chunks of that by putting like I the universe quantum moon on the pillars. Sure. Um yep. I think all of that sounds very familiar, even okay. without the explain stone. So that's good to know. That's good to know. Um Yeah, again, I think the quantum moon was one of some of the most fun I had in the game, honestly. Um well, a fun little puzzle. And, and so then the other big part that you, you know, that, that we had talked about that you had missed was was the the Nomai mothership, basically. Yes. So, the yeah, the notes I had had were computer, comet, quant, uh, quantum moon, bramble. Um, and this is the place. So, again, these dumb fish. I went to the bramble and I was like, okay, there's something else in here. Um, and man, those fish. Uh, I put the game down for a few days after some fish encounters too again, but um, this is a place where I actually just threw my, I, I like threw myself against the wall on this one for a bit and was like, I must be doing something wrong um, because I had found feldspar in there. Um, and I think, I mean, I think I had done that through some sheer luck, um, but the long and the short of it is um, I realized by, I, I looked this up because I was just like, what do I need to be doing? Um, and I like the first line of text was like, search for a distress signal. I'm like, mm, don't have that option. Um, because I guess I had not scanned the like station. Oh, at the no. escape pod I had found. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause the- and I was like, okay. So I went back to the escape pod and I, I didn't realize I had to like stand next to the thing and scan it, even though I had registered it before. Hmm. And then I had the distress beacon or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But that was not immediately apparent that like I needed to scan that to be able to hear it. Um, which again, just a oddity. Um, but yeah, then things just kind of fell into place. Um, so I don't have notes for a big chunk of that, but with the distress beacon, then I was able to find the third pro, uh, the third, what escape pod 
Mm-hmm. And then from there, I was able to find the mothership uh, and a place where a warp core goes. And I know where one of those is. So um, it took a, it took a bit to get to the mothership through those fish. And I mean, those so, fish. Yeah. Ooh, those fish. So do, do you know what you're supposed to do to not have the fish eat you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that they like sense movement or whatever and you can't go fast but like man no 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 it's not that you can't go fast you can go as fast as you, you want go... to you just can't fire your engines near them yeah yeah no no that's what i meant sorry sorry, sorry. yeah that they pick up the engines yeah but boy the like feather touch you have to exert on the engines to not get caught by them is just <laughs> well what i would do is if they were if if they were not near me i would just burn like hell in a straight yeah, line yeah. to where i was going and then just you know but but yeah you're right sometimes you would just be you know it was inconsistent yes <laughs> maybe is a yes. way to put it oh yeah um it, it was not a fun I, I don't know. That felt weird, <laughs> but I got, I figured it out. Right. I, I spent a lot of, I took a lot of swings at that one and figured out like the best way to get there. Um, and again, I knew where a warp core was. So, uh, it actually, once I got the warp core again, again, which is how the last time we talked about this finished. Um, I, it, I actually did that in one. I like went and got the warp core and that time I'd had enough practice with the fish that I got to the mothership in one. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the exact sequence that goes on, right? But I put the warp core in, it pops up a thing. I had the coordinates, right? I had already found those. Um, and it took me to the eye of the universe, presumably. Um, yep. pretty weird stuff. Um, then my notes, I think this is where, uh, it's going to get wacky. Um, both because the game starts to get kind of weird. But also because I think I'm going to blow your mind here because, um, <laughs> well, I have notes. Who is Esker? Um, and I, is that the guy at the fire at the start? That was my best guess. Wait, who is, who is who now? Well, because Esker is the one that's like the first person you find at the campfire fire. Yeah. In, so in the eye of the universe. So Esker is, you must not have ever run into him. Esker is, uh, the guy who he's he's one of the first Harthian astronauts that you meet. He's located on the Atlarock, which uh, or the Atlarock, which is the moon that orbits uh, your timber hearth. Okay, I I did stuff on the moon, but I don't remember him. Um, and so that's that's another um, I guess maybe another thing that that is probably a really easy to miss clue. But like with your scanner, even even when you're in the ship, your ship can bring up a scanner, too. I think I think. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that like I was trying to just explore kind of free form. Uh-huh. And I don't think I used the scanner enough, maybe as. Yeah, a, a big part of it, given that I didn't get a distress beacon or whatever. Well, because one of the um, one of the things that the game is trying to do is the the one of the very first touch points that you get in the entire solar system is you automatically know where all of the other astronauts are um, based on the fact that they all are playing an instrument and you can tune in that instrument on your radio. So you can navigate your ship from the beginning to each of those those astronauts. See, and I think I think I. So I did that at the start and that's how I found Feldspar, right? And I thought, I think my thinking at that point was, okay, I used this signal to find this guy. So I'm done with that now. Um, and uh-huh. so I didn't use it for that. Um, and long story short, 
Um, I have notes. Who is Esker? Uh, who is Rybeck? Who is Chert? Um, oh, hi, Feldspar. Who is Gabbro? Oh, hey, Salam. Oh, no, you didn't talk to so, any of these people. Oh, no. At the campfire. <laughs> yeah, this is a mind-blowing part, uh, I think. Oh, no. So at the campfire, I was like, oh, Feldspar and Salam, my friends. Uh, and I guess you got, you guys brought friends. Oh, no. Because no. none of those people were in my playthrough. No, Paul. No, <laughs> no. Which is... No. I think... Yeah, I don't think... Um, that was how it was supposed to be done. No, no, because um, the I think, again, you know, it, it's really <laughs> this is just such a such a fascinating <laughs> conversation about player agency and how sometimes that's the problem. Um, but like, yeah, I, I think I had forged a pretty decent relationship with each of these folks because uh, one of the things that they do to try to, like, reward you for seeking these people out is that like Chert, for instance, who is uh, he was the guy who was at the the twins. So he was on um, the Ember Twin, you know, kind of watching the Ash Twin spin above him. Um, and you can have conversations with each of these people and kind of like just tell them what you found. Because originally each of them came to this planet too for a reason, right? And so so each of them was interested in this specific planet. So you can find stuff that they're interested in and they can give you you know, some conversation options. And, and, and sometimes it's actually really meaningful. Um, as a matter of fact, I think, did you ever talk to Gabbro and get the meditation? Um, I have no idea who Gabbro is now. Okay. So Gabbro is on giants deep. And, and I remember us having this conversation last time where you're like, sometimes I guess I just have to die. And it's like, Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Gabbro will actually teach you how to meditate because Gabbro's story is really interesting too, because on giants deep, there are more of those, uh, statues. Um, and he is the only other traveler who is also experiencing the time loop with you. So he had, Oh, he had, uh, one of those statues look at him, um, before oh. you had it happen to him. So you, you and he can compare notes. Oh, nice. Um, so See, it, that's big. That's, that's really big. That's really big. Yeah. Um, so much so that when you look at, um, I think when you go into, um, there are sometimes where you can see the core of the big machine, right? And there's like three sets of eyes or whatever. Those are supposed to represent different people. One is you, one is Gabbro. And I think the other one um, is Solanum, if I remember correctly, mm. because you are each the people who are kind of like frozen in time, right? Um, so I might be getting that wrong um, because it's been a while now since I've played, but you and you and Gabbro are both unique because you are the only two Harthians who are, who know that time is looping. Um, Rybeck is really interesting because he's at, um, he's at uh, brittle hollow and he's the one who's fascinated with Nomai culture. So every time you find something interesting that links back to the Nomai, he will be really excited about it. And he can also sometimes give you extra clues. So I think when I came back to him, he would sometimes add stuff to my board um, because it was like, Oh, you should check this out. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, I imagine the ending probably <laughs> your reaction was like, oh, these two people that I know. And also this random collection of characters, <laughs> random assortment of people. Yeah. Yeah. Where my reaction was like, oh my God, my friends are all here. Um, oh boy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I think that was, yeah, that was interesting. I, I will say I also, um, you had given last time that, that hint that like, if you're in space, you can run out your air quicker by using your jetpack. Um, yeah, I did that, and that got me an achievement. Oh, um, cool! So there you go. <laughs> Happy to help. I will say, this is another place where I get if a game like doesn't want to use achievements uh, much, but 
I got two achievements in this game. One for throwing my character in a fire and dying within 60 seconds. And one for being in space and running out my jets so that my character would suffocate. Those are the only two achievements I got playing this game through all of the things I did. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't pay a lot of attention. And I don't know what the rest of the achievements are, but I don't know. That feels a touch tense. What I've heard that there's one that you can get for brute forcing your way to the bottom of uh, giant's deep. Cause apparently if you just go fast enough, um, oh, wow. you can do it. Um, I tried oh, to do wow. it on stream and failed pretty spectacularly. Oh, but, but I, I will say, so you said that Gabra was on giant's deep. Um, yeah. Giant's deep was a, a planet that I think I was making really good um, ground on last time. Um, and it is a place, I think that is the place where there was ghost matter and it killed me. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'm not supposed to be there anymore. Um, and that sort of cut my exploration of giants deep because I figured that I wasn't supposed to be on that planet doing what I was trying to do. Oh, no, 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 no. See, so the, um, the ghost matter is always a static thing that like blocks a specific path, but it's basically an indication that you have to find your way around it. Yeah. And I was reading it as a game mechanism as a gating mechanism, frankly, again, that just said like, go somewhere else now. Mm-hmm. You um, might, you might've overthought that one. <laughs> well, or underthought. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Either or. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I am now curious as someone who like, I, the ending of this game really affected me a lot. I think just because I think a lot of the things that the characters have to say are really kind of, you know, I mean, I think to go through this kind of a journey and, and, you know, basically, I don't know what was in your head, but what was in my head was like, I, I am, I think, eternally the optimist. And so while I while it was looking increasingly dark for, you know, the salvation of my planet uh, and my solar system, I was holding out hope that maybe perhaps some way by by visiting the eye of the universe, we could we could find a way to to, you know, get everybody to get through this. And instead, what you're confronted with is is kind of a deep conversation about, you know, the meaning of life um, um, and and what it means to to, you know, to have things end, you know, right. Um, But and and while I I really enjoyed it, I'm curious what you felt at the end of the game, like being like, who are these weird people? And also (laughs) what's going on here? Like, did you what were your thoughts and feelings about about the end of the game? Uh, So I, I think it was. I mean, it's, I think it's still a good story. And even without knowing those people, um, there was certainly some emotion lost, but um, I think it is, it's a dark game, right? It's, it's not a, like, yeah, you don't save everybody. You you don't save anybody. In fact, it's the opposite. (laughs) You, you experience um, the end of everything together. So, so I will ask, um, I think this is an interesting because as it was coming up, as, as I was like doing all those campfire things, I started to get in my head. I was like, boy, is this going to be, is this going to be an Asimov last question? Um, and my question is, <laughs> have you read Isaac Asimov's short story, the last question? I have not. No, I, I thought that, okay. I thought that was the case. Um, I think that also, I think if you've not read that, that this is probably deeper too, because it's not to say that that Outer Wilds whipped that off, but they're telling the same arc of what it means for a universe to be finite, essentially. Um, and I mean, this is one of Asimov's, um, I mean, 
this is a very good work in in um, a very good period of science fiction. I think this is 56. Yeah, this is 56 um, by one of the giants of science fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would highly recommend reading it. It's not long. It's, um, you know, it's a short story. It's, I forget. It's maybe like 10, 15 pages. Um, but it is one of these like behemoths of this era of science fiction that tells a very similar story about the ending of things. Um, that again, I, I don't think is being ripped off here, um, but is certainly telling it's, it's a in the vein story. Right. It's in this vein, right? It's the yeah. same idea. So again, it's at least, I don't know, I, maybe it's not even homage, but it's, it's at least in the same vein. Sure. Um, and I think that they're both good stories and good takes on it um, about what it means to, to, to not save your civilization, to mm-hmm. not win at the end of a game. Um, I think is a good spin on it. It's it's a good story in the sense that they, it's not like a lot of games. In a lot of games, you would stop the sun from blowing up. Right, right. And so I respect that. I respect that a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and another reason why I think, you know, looking back on it, I, I, I still to this day, I feel like it emotionally affected me just because, um, you know, again, it, it's, it's, I think there's something uh, like, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little bit, I was a little sad to know that you ran into so many rough edges, like while playing this game, while, while I didn't, because I feel like by the time I got to the end of this game, I was so, I was so caught up in what was happening, but yet so still optimistic that perhaps there, there would be a way to, to save things that, that when it did take that turn to where, you know, realistically it's there's only one way that it could go. But, but when that reveal kind of happens that, that basically, you know, um, I forget who it is, but somebody basically turns to you and says, you know, well, let's just stay here for a little while and watch the stars die together uh, or, or something to that effect. Right. You know, basically like, you know, we only have this moment left. So, so let's take a moment here and just kind of appreciate the beauty, right? Even though it's, it's a very dark thing that's happening. Um, I just like, I don't know, it, 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 it's as close as I think I will ever get to experiencing ultimate, ultimate entropic heat death of the universe, right? Like that, this concept that I remember as, and, and this is going to sound a little bit weird, but like, as I was getting to the end of this game, I remembered a conversation that I had with my son when he was like four, um, because he's really into astronomy and he's really into, you know, the solar system. And we had this conversation about the sun. Um, and, and we were reading a book that talked about the lifespan of stars, right? And, and he processed it in a way that only a four-year-old can, which is to say that, well, it's going to end like the sun, someday the sun will not be there. And it's like the only comfort that you can give to a small four-year-old child in that mind, in that mindset is like, you know, weirdly, like, what do I say? Oh, you'll be long dead by the time that happens. Like, (laughs) don't worry, you'll be dead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, that's also not comforting. And so it like, it leads, it's like this deeper question that opens up more deeper questions. And like, he's processing it through the mind of a four-year-old child. And I feel like this game sort of took me like it stripped everything else away. And it took me to that moment where it's like, there is nothing I can do. There is just this moment. I guess I just have to experience it and, and appreciate the fact that I was here, you know? Right. And like, and, and I think that's a good spin on it. That is unique to this one is, is that line that you even tossed out that like, let's just sit here and, and be present for a bit. Right. Um, 
I think is a good spin on this. Um, and, and I think to your point of, um, it is a good emotional ending. And, um, I, I think to the point I was making about the last question to some degree is that, um, I think maybe some of that has already been spent on me from, from Got having, it. because that is again, also a very emotional story, frankly. Um, and I think frankly, that would be, um, well, cause you're, you're, you're talking about a four-year-old son, but is older now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think instead of you reading the last question, I think uh, it would actually be quite fun for you to read the last question to him. Um, that would be an interesting thing to see um, how a, I, I think I read this at a young age too. And it's uh, again about the universe and about these questions of the universe, not going on forever, but mm-hmm. um, you know, written by Asimov. So, yeah. Well, and and I think, I think the reason why, um, and now I'm, I'm definitely going to read that. Uh, I think I'm going to read it and then I'll probably, um, you know, find time to read it with, with the kiddo as well. But, um, I mean, if you just want to go into it blind, I think that would be the real, uh, hero's gambit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, or maybe, <laughs> but it, it's, um, I, I am since, since basically an early age, I've been a big advocate for interactive narrative fiction and and even oh, yeah, sure, sure. even though I think you ran into just almost every rough angle that you probably could in terms of trying to experience the story that like I, I hold this up as as an example of what's possible in the medium because it really tried to go there, you know, and like there are probably some ways that they could have smoothed out those rough edges. And I think they're still trying to do that. Um, but, you know, as a game that was made by a relatively small group of people, essentially, um, in the unity engine as what started as like a student project, um, what they were able to accomplish with this game, I'm, I'm really, really appreciative of. And I just, it's the kind of game that I really hope there are more of, um, particularly as we enter a world where like subscription based game services become a thing. Cause this is the definition of a hard sell for, for video gaming, right? Like you have to, you can't tell people anything about the way the game is going to end, but you kind of have to know about where it's going in order to be interested in it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a weird one. And I, I've been trying to think about that of like, what would have been proved it for me. Um, and it's a tricky push and pull on this idea of it, it is about exploration. And I think to some degree I, I was exploring things, but I was doing it wrong. And that's that's tricky because the more you put down and say, well, you should go to this planet first, or the more you gate it so that like you have to go to this planet first, yeah, the more that sort of pulls away from some of that. Um and yeah, I mean, at a certain point, there's a risk that players are playing this game so differently. Um, it, it's almost, you know, if, if you watch children um, and one child is just like playing with some toy, another kid comes by and like slaps that other hand and says, you're playing with it wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a risk of that. Yeah. Um, that people who don't like this, other people will come by and be like, no, 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 listen, you're supposed to be doing it this way. Right. And, th- and that, like, you're supposed to be doing it this way is uh, antithetical to this game. Yes. But without that, to some degree, then it's easy to sort of get off track. Yeah. Well, and the, yeah, I think it, it really, I think it it's also probably a good example of why there aren't more games where discovery is the main engine that drives it. Because 
discovery is not a guarantee, right? If if you're if you're entrusting the player to find things, not everyone is going to find the things, right? Like that's yeah. that's just that's a human nature is that the way people observe is different. The choice of, you know, to go left versus to go right and, and and to have a literal simulated universe, well, not a universe, but at least a full solar system um, is, is just a big playground for, for people. I mean, your choices diverge infinitely, right? Like as soon as you leave Timber Hearth. Um, and I guess they're trying to mitigate that by keeping it on the 20 minute loop. But, you know, you still can't guarantee that everybody's going to find everything that you need them to find. And I think they've tried to make sure that that stuff interweaves as much as possible. But, yeah, I see what you're saying, where it's like you can't really pull people by the nose too much because it is a game about someone finding it on their own. But yet, how do you mitigate that someone just missing the things that they need to get to the to get to the real meat of the mystery? Yeah, it's it's a tough choice. And I, I don't have a lot of answers. Like, you know how a lot of times on, on this podcast, we'll talk about like, oh, well, maybe they should have tried this. Like, I don't have a lot of suggestions for how you mitigate yeah, this, you know? I, I, because it is, I feel like every suggestion I kind of come up with, I feel myself trying to walk that tightrope. Like a, an easy one would be as soon as you get into space, like a light flashes or something. And it's like, oh, hey, you're getting a signal from the moon. Like maybe you should check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's a light touch, but it even feels a little heavy yeah. in this, in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's tricky. But I think that's, I think finding those light touches is, I think that would steer just a little bit more that's needed. Yeah. Or maybe if after so many loops and so many times touching down a planet, maybe one of the astronauts reaches out to you, you know, and just says, Hey, you know, uh, let's talk or something because like it, 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 it's, it's putting so much on the player. It would be nice to have, have maybe the solar system every so often, just pull you in, in a certain direction, you know, and then it would be up to you entirely whether or not you wanted to do it, but at least it's there to, to make that connection. I don't know. I think the other, right. I mentioned achievements and again, that feels somewhat heavy handed too, but if there had been an achievement, like find Gabbro on whatever planet, you better believe I would have found Gabbro on that planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would have not left that planet until I had found Gabbro. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, even, <laughs> even a simple achievement of find, yeah, either find individual explorers or find the explorers on each planet, you know, right? Yeah. Find the explorer on this planet, I think is the way to do it. Cause then that doesn't give away who it is, mm-hmm. but it says there's one on here. Yeah. Um, or like solve the mystery of the quantum moon. Yeah. Right. Um, I'd like that's not giving away much. No. But it's setting a it's setting a goalpost out in the distance in in, in a blizzard. And you could kind of see that goalpost, but at least it's something to walk towards yeah. and to I, keep pushing towards. I bet I could get there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, so when all is said and done, I mean, I've gone on record as saying, I mean, I, I suggested this because this is is it has become one of my favorite games. Um, you know, I mean I, I, I'm not a person who likes to rank one above the other, particularly in something as broad as video gaming. Like I don't like favorite films, you know, cause I'd be like, what genre, you know, right? Like, um, but I mean, it's up there. Uh, so, I mean, for you having experienced this, how, how you did, you know, ultimately what do you, how do you feel about it now that it's, that it's done? I mean, did you, did you enjoy the experience warts and all, or, or, you know, are you just like, man, I'm so, done. Thank God. 
So I think we buried the lead if we're talking about should we recommend it, um, because if somebody has listened to this whole episode and not played it, we did just spoil the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, the podcast, though, right? It's uh, it's it's um, it's full spoilers. So listener yeah. beware. Um, yeah, I go back and forth on it because I, I think I wish I had enjoyed it more. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I think I was looking for the experience you had. and. To some degree, it's disappointing that I didn't have the same experience you had. Um, yeah. And and given that now I've beaten the game several different ways, um, I don't think I I don't think I could have that experience. I don't think I could have that mystery because I solve things out of order. Um, and and like I said, it, it feels like a book that gets tossed to you in pieces, and you have to start picking up pages here and there. And it's easy enough to start in the middle mm-hmm. um, accidentally. Mm-hmm. And that's tricky. Um, there were definitely points where I put this game down and wrote in my notes horrible things about it. Um, <laughs> right, because yeah. there are parts that are very, very frustrating and very sharp edges. Um, but I could also see that there's a really meaningful story in here. Um, and again, just because I didn't know all the people by the campfire, um, I could still see that there's something fun in here if you happen to sort of randomly do it right or have people there giving you nudges. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think if we had not been playing for this for the podcast, I probably, we would have been texting more and I would have been like, Oh yeah, I just found this on this planet. And you might've been like, Oh, did you check out this? Oh, sure. Yeah. And yep. I think those hints might have been enough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I, I think that's another thing that like, you know, this is on Game Pass. It's very easy when it comes out on Game Pass to just be like, oh, cool, new game. I'm going to play it and not interact with anyone while doing so. And I think that's a that's a way where, you know, you have a good chance of doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to sell that. Like, make sure you have someone to guide you with subtle nudges. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's almost like, um, yeah, make sure you have... I feel like the best way to experience this game, and this is this is almost impossible, like this is such a tall order in 2020, is to have someone, you know, either in your household or, yeah, in your town who will drop by regularly to just couch co-op with you. And like, I, I don't mean to actually play, but just somebody to sit and just like yeah, just sit there. Yeah. yeah. To just be around because this, this, uh, you know, again, like I, like I've said before, I, I played this on Twitch and, and you know, the, the folks who were in my Twitch chat were really, really, um, really kind to not spoil anything major, but we're still like kind of able to be there at certain times where it's like, Oh, did you, you know, maybe think about this. You know, it, I got a lot of hints that reminded me very much of the Earthbound finale, where it's like you're focused too much sure. on this. You know, right? Like, think about this. Well, and there's subtle stuff too, right? You die to Ghost Matter a few times, and they're like, "Hey, try your camera." Right. Yep. Yep. Right. That's a simple one. Yep. But exactly. Yep. That would have changed the playthrough of my game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Quite significantly, I can imagine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed this uh, conversation uh, so much. Um, hopefully uh, you all listening have as well. Um, so I think that's going to wrap it for our mega conversation about the outer wilds. This is, you know, w- this probably could be released in two parts if we really wanted to. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we do just two parts, release them at the same time, but you know, right. Yeah, exactly. Double the number of episodes. That's right. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. That's right. So uh, if you want to get in touch with us, the best way is uh, through social media 
media. If you want to find out where we are, we're basically missing save file everywhere. So we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're also there on your favorite podcatcher of choice. You can find all that information on our website, missingsavefile.com. If you want to suggest games to us, you can do that um, in Twitch chat when I'm streaming, twitch.tv slash itsburnsy, or you can send us a note, uh, a direct message through Facebook or or. Uh, or Twitter. Uh, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, uh, we will discuss the game that we'll be playing next time on the podcast. Uh, this is The Missing Save File. This is the missing save file. Uh, that was an epic conversation about uh, Outer Wilds, but uh, now it's time to talk about what is next uh, on our podcast journey. And Paul, I believe it is your turn to pick. Yeah, um, and boy, we've had some we've had some long ones. <laughs> yeah, we. I assume that I assume that when that is all edited down, uh, it'll only be about four or five hours. Of our <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, the the current plan is to try to get it under you know theatrical cut, you know, so like two hours, but then there will be an extended Lord of the Rings style four and a half hour <laughs> cut that will be released at some point later on. Uh, maybe as a Patreon bonus, I don't know who knows. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> But I figured for this time, uh, you know, something uh, we've had a few long games in a row and uh, something something shorter, something sillier, something um, from the, the long, long, long ago. Um, have you ever played Super Baseball 2020? I don't I don't think I've ever heard of Super Baseball 2020 um, before. OK, that, well, that... hold on. <laughs> I have a line from Wikipedia that I think is uh, quite good. OK. Uh, the game follows the basic rules of baseball, but there are several upgrades since the game takes place in the year 2020. The most obvious difference from real baseball is that some of the characters in the game are robots. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that would, okay, yep, that makes sense. So, so, obviously, since it takes place in 2020, in this year that we are in, and uh, <laughs> robots have taken over baseball, Clearly, uh, it is a very uh, historically accurate portrayal of of our year, 2020, <laughs> from 1991, the SNES classic, <laughs> SNK, I, I believe it was actually uh, developed maybe for an arcade, but uh, I played it on the SNES, which is what I would recommend. Is uh, I couldn't let 2020 escape us without making you play this one. <laughs> so I, my first clue was that this was Super Baseball 2020. So I was like, okay, well, Super, you know. <laughs> it was in the 90s, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, I don't know, Nintendo had this thing where like, for a while you know if it was on the super nintendo it was probably called super something and mm -hmm. then their next system n64 you know they had pretty much everything 64 so uh okay so this is 1991's prediction of what baseball will be like in that far-flung <laughs> future year of 2020 which we happen to be living in just now um i think one of the most off-the-wall predictions i mean aside from the robots uh, is that this game, as I was also reading on Wikipedia, refreshing myself a bit, doesn't have the infield fly rule. So I guess they assumed that by 2020 we would, would have gotten rid of that. But, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of commentary there about where uh, where their, their heads were at with the game of baseball uh, and what they thought about the infield fly rule. Nice. Uh, well, you've this is great. I like this pick for a couple of reasons. One, you're right. It feels like a little bit more silly. Uh, it feels like a little bit more um, you know, laid back. And, and yeah, we have had some serious and longer games. 
Um, but also I've got some new hardware that I can try out uh, when I play this uh, and stream it. So I am going to play this on as close to original hardware as possible. I have a super NT um, that I'm going to play this on and uh, I have the ability to, to, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. This will yeah, be this fun. One, I, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a good game because I bet the last time I played it was the mid nineties, but, um, but I do, I do have this cart, right? This is still, I played this game back in the nineties and I remember it fondly, but we'll see how it holds up. Um, I don't know, 25 plus years later. Yeah. Almost uh, 30. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure what year I played it. I'm not sure if 91 was when it came out in, because I think it was an arcade machine first. Um, okay. So it might have been a year or two later it was on the SNES, but okay. um, certainly early 90s. So Yeah. Well, I will uh, I will fire up a copy of this. I as as of recording this, we're actually recording this right as we're about ready to publish the podcast. So um, should be able to drop this in, click post, and then within 24 hours or, or maybe less might uh, be streaming this on Twitch. So I will hook up some hardware and uh, play it on on the Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash it's Bernsey. Um, how you know how much is is there like can you beat this game like is it like what what are the criteria for me like giving this a good solid run uh there's if i remember right there's some like vaguely rpg elements okay um you have my attention <laughs> yeah again that's why i tossed it in here um because you get money for like doing things um like if you you know get a double or something, you you get a check for not a check, but like money shows up, okay. um, and then you could use that to like level up your players. Uh, I I feel like there might be seasons or something, but not like in the the modern you know play a hundred and what sixty hundred eighty games or something, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think there is some sort of story mode essentially, but. As much as that is, it was a, you know, it's a SNES game. It's not, <laughs> this, is, this isn't Persona 5, you know? I'm just wondering if there's like cutscenes where it's like, you know, at the end of the season, uh, it kicks into full anime drama mode where it's like the manager of your squad, like sells you out to another. Uh, I mean, we can only hope. <laughs> crossing my fingers, just saying. So, um, yeah, we'll be talking about that next time on the podcast. We may get this one in before, you know, we're, we're typically monthly, but I'm guessing we might be able to get this uh, one turned around faster than than 30 days time. So so we'll see. I mean, it is it is guaranteed that this has to air in 2020 or we will be doing quite a disservice. So. That's right. That's right. So, it, uh, yeah, we're recording this, uh, you know, second week of November. So we're going to turn this one pretty quick. I, I'm looking forward to this. I think this will be a fun one. So, yeah, this should be fun. That's have fun with it. <laughs> a good way to uh, to celebrate uh, the close of what a year 2020 was. It makes me want to maybe maybe robots will still show up, right? <laughs> we, we've we got just some had the time World series. Maybe next year is the year they're like, oh, we're starting to put the robots in. You know? <laughs> and we finally get rid of that damned infield fly rule. <laughs> So that will be next time. Uh, if you can find a copy of it, uh, you know, what's nice is you don't really have to worry about story spoilers, I think, for the next one. But if you can find a copy of it uh, and you want to play along before our next pod comes out, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, we're Missing Save File. We're uh, at missingsavefile.com on the Internet. You can find links to where you can get the show in your podcatcher of choice and all of our social media feeds as well. And uh, as I mentioned before, twitch.tv slash it's Bernsey. I'll be playing some of this live uh, on Twitch. So it should be a lot of fun. So until next time, I'm It's Bernsey. And I'm Paul. And uh, yeah, 
just watch out for watch out for those infield fly rule changes coming in 2021 we called it here first i guess technically snk called it first right yeah yeah (laughs) 29 years ago nice 